Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden and you're listening to Queer Stories. This week, David Abello became involved in the lesbian and gay movement in 1975 and in the 80s was a member of the Gay Liberation Choir and the Gay Waves Gay Radio Collective, amongst many other things. He's been active in the disability movement and in organisations concerned with employment, multicultural advocacy and housing. He recently completed a PhD and the thesis, In Memory of Now, A Queer History of the Present, is available online, as is his album, My Life as a Social Movement. He performed this story in Sydney. Now, when I joined the lesbian and gay movement when I was 11... I met people with terrible coming out stories, kicked out of home, kicked out of families, disowned. Didn't matter to my mother, Patricia. She just said, oh, Uncle Bill was gay. (laughs) And she loved Uncle Bill. She loved all my partners. My first living partner was Bernard Rourke. We were together for about four years when his parents took him I mean abducted, and scheduled him into Gladesville Psychiatric Hospital. And at the first tribunal hearing, the register argued that he was too angry to be released. Another month later, and the same registrar argued that he should not be released into a homosexual environment. There's little I could do about that. And another month later, at the following hearing, my mother appeared and she had him released into her care. (laughs) So after three months of terror in the hospital, he lived with her and it was a nice period. And he tried to recover, but he didn't. And when he did take his own life, that was a terrible grief that we both shared. Our last demo was the Reclaim the Streets in 2015 at Taylor Square. It was not long before the fall that sent her to a nursing home. So we walked around Taylor Square confronting the police and trying to make them smile. (laughs) And uh, we had no luck. Uh, One of them told us she was the most irresponsible old woman he'd ever met. We were very proud. Our placard was Nanas of Anarchy. And the strapline, only the dead are safe. (laughs) 
We got a Mexican wave from the veranda at the Oxford, which I won't forget. <laughs> really lovely. Uh, caring for someone with dementia is really, really hard. It's, you all imagine that. But I have had a few meltdowns, I'm not perfect. Some of them are really quick, like when you drive into the car park on the Georges River and the boat ramp is conveniently straight ahead. <laughs> I haven't done it yet though. <laughs> Some of my meltdowns are a bit more sustained. I've left Pat on benches of various shopping centres around the place. It's just gone. Gone off to the toilet, I tell her. <laughs> See, she doesn't remember how long you've been gone. Uh, so, you know... I run off, I run out of so I'm out of sight, and then I start pacing, speaking very sharply to myself, ignoring the passers-by, yelling things like, it's not about you. You're a selfish bastard, and things like that. But being the age of national security and being in Bankstown, somewhere, someone is watching you on a monitor. So I knew I didn't have long. So as security approached from one direction, I made my escape in the other and returned to my mother, all smiles. Hello, darling. How are you going there? Anyway. With the progress of her dementia, my sisters and I supported her to keep up her regular social events and in contact with her friends. So Tuesday was bingo at Chesty Hill RSL. Friday was lunch out with family. And Sunday, Pat and I go to the Bankstown Sports Club. Has anyone ever been there? Yes. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> you haven't lived till you have. Club music's definitely not to everyone's taste. I was eating with queer friends not so long ago, some of them DJs and illegal music event organisers and the like. So I proudly announced that I'd just taken Pat to our 400th show at the sports club and that I'd now seen 800 club acts. And one of the people in the room went white. <laughs> I thought I might need to get a bucket. Uh, it certainly didn't help when I added in the tense moment, I don't mind a good club band. <laughs> anyway, my mother Patricia enjoys the club. Every time it's as if it's the first time she's been. And it's like she's been transported to the 24th century. And, you know, it's a dull building, but she goes, oh, how did they build this? <laughs> Our nickname for the club is the Palace of Dreams. 
Pat and I became friends with a group of women there. They were amazing people. I loved them. As I came to know them, they were kind to Pat and they were supportive of me, though not uncritically. <laughs> if I was not looking well, if I wasn't glowing, <laughs> I would get a stern lecture about taking better care of myself. <laughs> they started saving seats for us for the show I don't know if you know how that works. You drape something over the back of the seat you're saving for someone else. A scarf or a cardigan. <laughs> so I knew some of these women from Chester Hill, from our bingo group at uh, Chester Hill RSL. And at Chester Hill RSL, everyone knew I was queer. Now that would be a long story on its own, but with our new friends at the sports clubs, sexuality was not a topic of conversation until the Sunday after Mardi Gras last year <laughs> when the comp compare came out and we were waiting for his usually mildly homophobic bad joke, annual bad joke. Who went to the Mardi Gras last night, he said. And I jumped up and called out, I did. I was at the front. <laughs> and what was the funniest joke he'd ever said was, oh, he said, sounding disappointed, one. That's one person, <laughs> me. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. You can come out for the rest of your life. It doesn't matter how old you are. <laughs> anyway. I was quite unsure how our friends would react, but it was all right. In their way, they were pleased that I stood up for myself. That's a very Australian thing. <laughs> anyway, the music, my mother loves music, and the music transported her and she'd be 20 years old again and I'd be the boyfriend <laughs> and the hand would go to the knee and down towards the crotch. So, you know, there was a Freudian line on the thigh. <laughs> so I'd scoop up a hand and hang on to it as we rocked with the music and it didn't worry me because while the music was playing she was having a brilliant time. It wasn't long before I had a tap on the shoulder one of the women saying, don't worry about your mother touching you, we all think it's lovely. Don't know what's going on there. <laughs> so over the years, that group of women withdrew from, for various reasons, some of them died. And when I go to the club now, I miss them. And uh, if I hadn't looked after my mother, there were so many people in the world I wouldn't know or have met. Um, 
going to the club. We've got new mates there now, and it's still a bit of an elixir for me. Recently, I was feeling quite beaten and broken by the one other thing I do besides look after my mother. But it was Sunday, and we were at the sports club, and we moved very slowly as she said hello to every group of people we passed. <laughs> it's because she doesn't know if she doesn't know them. So she does, she just talks to everyone. So she'd say things like, you have a beautiful name, your children are lovely, and have you met my son David? A lot of people know my name. Like, really a lot. 50,000. <laughs> anyway, eventually we made it to the cafe that overlooks the rainforest lounge and the stage and the massive fibreglass fig tree. <laughs> Someone jumped up and asked people to make room for us. So we got the best seats. And the band stirred into action with the familiar piano introduction to Simon and Garfunkel's Bridge Over Troubled Water. <laughs> so I took her hand and I sang. <laughs> when you're weary, feeling small, when tears are in your eyes, I will dry them all, I'm on your side. Oh, when times get rough and friends just can't be found like a bridge over troubled waters. I will lay me down. Pat's free hand goes to the face. And I kept singing and crying. And after the big finish, I looked back around at the cafe. The South American friends at the next table were crying. <laughs> All eight of them. And I got a standing ovation from the cafe. <laughs> so once again, and it happened so often to me, I was humbled by the kindness of strangers. And that's me, thank you. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it. Attention makes me strong and I'm slightly isolated from it at the moment. Share your favourite ones on socials and follow Queer Stories on Facebook, plus me, Maeve Marsden, on Twitter. If you enjoy Queer Stories, consider signing up to my Patreon. The link's in the podcast description. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 